and welcome back for episode 17 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason coming to you live from the Rebel Base car. I'm Derek. I'm on the Millennium Falcon. So, yeah, um, you know, we are we are recording this on uh, it is Star Wars Day today, May the 4th. And uh, be with you. That's right. May the 4th be with you. And so we're very glad uh, that we have the opportunity to come to you from such remote locations. Um, B2 shirt on. That's right. I'm representing in my patriotic Star Wars shirt. Um, everyone knows how nerdy we are. <laughs> that's right. We won't. Uh, we won't discuss the fact that we had a 30 minute conversation this morning about Star Wars before the day started. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we're glad to be here today. Um, just it, it's this is a an interesting passage that we're going to look at today uh, in the book of Jonah that. I think a lot of us have heard a lot in our lives, but it's a little, we're going to take a different perspective, I think, than, than what is typically um, discussed. Uh, and so um, what, what I wanted to do before that is that um, let's talk about what, some things that are coming up in the weeks ahead uh, for us as a church. Um, some very exciting things on the horizon here that the, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for this whole uh, pandemic thing. But um Derek, why don't, why don't you talk to for just a second about um, the, really sort of the two big things that we have planned coming up in the day's head? Yeah, absolutely, and, and two different uh, events, but tied together. Yeah. Uh, together. So let me begin with the one that's the furthest away, and I'll come back to the one that's closer. Uh, May 31st, uh, of course, obviously barring nothing happens outbreak wise or something like that. But as long as numbers continue to drop, which they seem like they are, um, we will have, uh, we will be back and we will regather again. So uh, I like to use the terminology. Uh, we will gather in person because we have been gathering online, right. but, uh, or virtually we've had virtual services now we're going to have in-person services again yeah on may 31st and so i'm man i'm so excited about that uh, we are going to do two services and that will help us to re remain socially distanced there's going to be a lot of uh precautions that we take uh we've uh been looking at all the information cdc uh all that kind of stuff but also uh i have uh, been in contact with uh, Dr. Rick Smith, the uh, Department of uh, Public Health here in Walker County, uh, and he he's advised us with with many of the things that we need to do. I've also spoken to uh, just some of the healthcare professional uh, professionals inside of our church, mm -hmm. um, and those kind of things as well. So um, uh, our our deacon staff and and with the help of that advice have developed what those precautions look like and, and some of those kind of things. Uh, you can read all about that online. Uh, maybe with the show notes or something, we can post uh, the link uh, there yeah. to the, it's just um, lafayettefirst.life slash COVID-19. So um, it'll give you the kind of the, the lay of the land on those kind of things. But so we're, but we're really excited about being able to meet together that day, nine o'clock and 1030. So two services, uh, there is, uh, we're still holding off on children's ministry stuff. So all the, we invite your kids to be in the service. It's a 45 minute service. 
there will be elements that will uh, your children will be able to interact with. We know they may be uh, fidgety and, and maybe even uh, if, if young children come, may cry or make noise. We're okay with that. Yeah. So, um, and, and we are really thinking about them as we prepare uh, music. Just like being at home for us. So That's right, yeah. So we're, both of us are used to that because it's always loud and fidgety. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, we have that, uh, all that going on. And we also are continuing to do Sunday school and those kind of things virtually. Uh, we are looking at options for some of our um, um, Sunday school classes that have folks not as comfortable with uh, technology uh, things. So we're working through that. Uh, and if you are one of those Sunday school leaders, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, uh, I'll be trying to reach out to you as well yeah. and to get some of those things in mind. So uh, a lot of information. Uh, you can go check out some of that. It's all lined out pretty clearly, I think. Uh, on a document that you can find on that webpage, lafayettefirst.life slash COVID-19. Yeah. Um, but before that, leading up to it and kind of getting us ramped up for that day uh, on May 31st is May 27th. It's Wednesday night, right before. Our service that night, if you will, will not be uh, online. Of course, we will probably live feed part of that. Yeah. But uh, we, we want to see you. Uh, we we want to lay eyes on you. We want to get to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, wanna, we want to, uh, I, I saw some church members drop off an offering this morning. And from my window, I frantically waved at them because <laughs> I, wa I, want, I wanted to see them. I wanted to, uh, them to see me. And so we, we want to see you. So that day we're calling it FaceTime. And it's not like the FaceTime you've been using a lot lately with grandparents and those kind of things. This yeah. is like face-to-face -face time. We want to see you face-to-face. -face. And so we've, we're setting up some booths. Uh, we're we're going to have um, myself, Jason, uh, Roger, and Christy all there. And we, we'd love to get to say hello, maybe uh, pray over you. We'd love to hear how God's been working in your life. So yeah, I know that was a lot of information that cut into our podcast time. So, but All right. It's good. It's good information. And, you know, that, that Wednesday night will kind of be like a popularity contest for us as the staff yeah. who gets the most visits to their booth. So, yep, that's um, right. you know, I'm counting on you guys to come and see me. Um, and you'll, you'll stay in your car and all that. So, uh, so we can remain socially distanced, but yeah, we'll, we're, uh, we're excited about that night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, man. As a, as an extrovert who has been struggling over the last seven, eight weeks, I am really excited about that. Can't get here soon enough. Um, um, I'm ready to see everybody. <laughs> I hear you. All right. So let's, uh, let's dig into Jonah chapter two. Uh, I'm going to read these 10 verses for us and then we'll discuss for a few minutes. Chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and, I knew, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in above me to take my life, and the deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. 
I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you, into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope and steadfast love, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. All right, so um, that sounds like a really good prayer. Um, and, and But what we're going to see here in just a minute is that that, that prayer is very hollow. Uh, there's not a whole lot to it. As we'll, we'll notice that in the weeks ahead as we, as we continue on in the study through the book of Jonah. But, um, but that was kind of a hollow prayer. And so, so Derek, just for a second, help, help us understand um, sort of before we dig into some different parts, why is that a hollow prayer? Well, I mean, so he, here is God's prophet, right? He mm -hmm. has heard the word of the Lord uh, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because their evil has come up before me, right? Jonah gets up and he decides to go as far away as possible. He runs from the presence of the Lord is what he uh, what is acknowledged in this, uh, in this book. Uh, he even spoke that to the sailors and they were afraid. We spoke about, spoke about that last week. Yeah. Um, and then he, he says to the sailors, hey, throw me into the ocean, allow me to die, uh, because that's uh, the only thing that's going to stop this storm, right? Yeah. Uh, and then this prayer is really a peek into what Jonah prayed while he was in the, 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 the sea, the, uh, the belly of Sheol, the, yeah. uh, the sea. Um, that's mostly what this prayer is, is he's just recounting to the Lord what he prayed in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and so what we see is that Jonah had done a lot wrong, but nothing in this prayer that he prays is, uh, is him turning from that or having any remorse over it or being yeah. repentant of it. He, he simply is just thankful, which I mean, and should be. And, and, and that's, that's good. It's not a bad thing that he's thankful, but he's basically just saying, Hey, when I was in the sea before you sent the fish, these are the things that I prayed. You know, yeah. this is where I was. This is what I had done. This is, you know, so his prayer in the belly of the fish is really all about, and, and, and think about it, that's three days and three nights of a prayer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and that's really all it was. It, there's, there's no repentance. There's no remorse. Um, and so, I think, you know, it seems like the right thing, but it really is empty. It's, it doesn't have the sustenance or the weight that you would expect uh, for Jonah to realize, I really messed up and God, please forgive me. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that um, in, this, in this chapter specifically, uh, to con continue on with our theme for today, Jonah is a lot like Jar Jar Binks uh, from the prequels of Star Wars. So um, Jar Jar Binks, in case you don't know, he's sort of the silly character that he talks funny and, and he's really aloof. And he's a Jar Jar. Yeah, he's a Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, he, he's um, he has been the comment of much uh, 
podcast and uh, and article fodder that people hated him. Um, but um, he never really has a clue what he's doing. He's just kind of fumbling along through all of life and you know, maybe he accidentally trips on something and knocks something over and it saves the day, or maybe he thinks he's um, doing something good and he asks the Galactic Senate to make uh, Senator Palpatine the Chancellor, which, which ends up ushering in the, the evil empire. But um, he, he doesn't really know what he's doing here. And I think that, I think Jonah in this prayer, um, it's a lot like, it reminds me of myself as a kid sometimes that I'm not really sorry for what I did. I'm sorry I got caught. Um, and Jonah's there. Jonah is sorry that he got caught. And so I'm going to say the right things and then I'll get out of this and I can just move on with life. Forget about Nineveh. Um, but as we'll see, just like as a preview to what happens next, you know, Jonah finally gets out of this fish onto the dry land. And the first thing that he hears from God is the exact same thing he heard from God back in chapter one when he decided to run. Uh, and so we'll, we'll get into that uh, next week. But, um, but let, let's talk about this idea of, you've mentioned a couple of times, there's no real repentance here. Um, and so we, we have this example of saying the right things for the wrong reasons uh, in Jonah that, you know, I mean, he, there's this there's sort of this, this self-righteousness that we get from Jonah, this kind of arrogance. Like, I mean, you, you see there in, in chapter eight, I mean, in verse eight, that uh, Jonah kind of has this dig on the sailors, you know, the, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you, God. And so um, it, it's this, this self-righteousness and arrogance that's going on here. And so talk about, if you could, if this is not real repentance, what what is real repentance? Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, so I think you see uh, pride here, particularly in that verse you just read in verse 8. Yeah. Um, you know, Jonah is acknowledging that, um, that he was, you know, um, he never acknowledges that he was in the wrong, but he does acknowledge that he was, dying and god saved him you know i yeah. called out the lord in my distress and he answered me which is a great thing i mean this uh, there's a lot to learn there yeah um but then like notice he says you threw me into the depths speaking to god yeah into the heart of the seas and the current overcame me look he says uh verse four but i said i have been banished from your sight but if we remember he had run from God's presence, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so it's almost like, you know, <laughs> he's blaming God for these things. You know, it's, it, I mean, he's thankful. He's acknowledging God is who he is. And, and I think he resigns himself to realize, you know, in the end, God's going to get his way one way or the other. I think basically he's resigned to that. Yeah. Uh, I think he probably knows he's going to Nineveh, but even towards the end, he, you know, it's like his destination as soon as he gets out of the fish is to the temple to sacrifice, mm -hmm. not to go to Nineveh. And then I love, yeah, exactly. First verse of chapter three is, yeah. you know, here he is on the beach. You know, he'd just been vomited out, not spit up as our, our uh, childhood stories of Jonah talked about, but thrown up. <laughs> yeah, <He's> up <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so he's got, you know, whatever comes up with that, you know, all over him. Yeah. I think in the mind, in his mind, he would like to go to, to, to the temple and mm-hmm. sacrifice, you know? Um, but, um, but God just says, get up, go to the city of Nineveh yeah. and preach against it. Right. That's exactly yeah. the same thing. What to me is that's reminiscent of what, what David said in Psalm mm. 51, right? Yeah. David says to God in that, and he, he's, David is repentant in Psalm 51. Yeah. Psalm 51 is a great psalm that we can understand repentance from because David finally acknowledges his sin before the Lord. He says, against you and you only have I sinned, Lord, right? Yeah. In Psalm 51, he says, you do not desire burnt offerings. You do not desire sacrifices, but before you, a sacrifice is a broken and contrite heart, right? Yeah. So the type of worship that God wants, the type of uh, reverence that God wants, the co- type of uh, relation, uh, relationship or repentance uh, that God wants is for us to acknowledge that we are broken. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me Jonah is more self-righteous in this than he is a broken man that's realized his sin before God, you know, um, especially him kind of even saying, Hey, you banished me. You threw me into the depths. No, the sailors did, you know, um, because Jonah had run from God. He tried to avoid and run away from the very presence of God. But yet he says, God, you banished me here. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he very much, um, Jonah very much plays the victim card here that, Mm -hmm. God, I was just, I was minding my own business. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm being thrown into the sea by you. And uh, I mean, it's like, it's like Jonah is, he's very forgetful very quickly of of the things that he's done. Uh, And, um, and so he's like, well, yeah, God, you know, I mean, I'll come, I'll come and sacrifice to you, man. It'd be great. Um, And it's almost like, um, you know, I feel like we, <laughs> this is reading into it. This is my, my sarcastic personality coming through, but I feel like we we're missing a line right before, um, Jonah three uh, verse two, where, where God says again to him, arise and go to Nineveh, where it's almost like, I feel like God would have said, okay, okay, Jonah, now that that's out of your system, mm-hmm. um, arise and go to Nineveh. Like I asked you, to. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, and so Jonah has been, he said all the right words, but his heart is not in the right place. Right. Um, and so if we could, for just a second, to, to, to bring us back to your um, example there from, from Psalm 51, um, let's talk about the fact that repentance is not just behavior modification. Mm-hmm. Repentance is heart change. Yeah. Um, and so how, how does that, what does that look like for us? uh, in 2020 to, to have heart change, not just behavior modification. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes there needs to be behavior modification. Sure. Yeah. That's a part of it to initiate the heart change. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think, uh, repentance comes for you and me when we acknowledge, we have to come to a place where we acknowledge, uh, we're probably in the wrong here, not God, you know, (laughs) We're, we're, we're probably, we've probably done something wrong. Yeah. And so I think we have to posture ourselves in a, in, in a way uh, to, to God uh, in humility. I think that's what David is saying is he's acknowledging, you know, 
against you, uh, David, in Psalm 51 to, to you know, un unfortunately, we don't see a positive example in Jonas. We have to look at a positive example of repentance. And, and I can't think of a better one than uh, David. Yeah. Um, David acknowledges his sin before the Lord. He says, uh, against you and you alone have I sinned. So I think we have to acknowledge our sin. And if we don't know what our sin is, because, and I think that's a very real case. You know, I, I don't always know what I've done is sinful. Or, you know, my, I lie to myself just like Jonah has lied to himself, you know. Um, you know, and so I, th I think we need to pray a prayer of, of you know, of, and what I mean by posturing ourselves, it, it may look like us getting on the floor, you know, getting as low as we can. Yeah. So that our heart will get low too, you know. So when we get physically low, it helps us to kind of initiate our heart getting low. I don't think there's anything magical to it. I think it just helps us to get into that place of acknowledging, uh, I, I need the Lord, you know, to use another uh, metaphor from scripture. It's, it's like the, uh, when Jesus points out the, the, uh, uh, the, the uh, publican, praying yeah. and then so the man beating his chest on the ground you know uh, one is standing up and one is postured low you know yeah. and so i think we've got to get our heart low we've got to get our our life low and say lord i've sinned i've done wrong uh and so if we don't know what that is we have to say lord show me what i've done that's wrong show me my sins show me how i can uh what i can uh see about myself that i'm not seeing right now show me what is in your sight unholy and needs to change. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I think that's posturing ourselves low rather than, than, um, than Jonah. Jonah's prayer is much more like the publicans that says, Hey, look at me. I'm not a sinner. That's what the publican said. Thank you. Thank you, God, that I'm not like these other sinners here who are praying. Well, that's what Jonah is saying. He says, I don't worship idols. You know, yeah. I worship the one true God. I'll go and sacrifice to you as soon as I'm out of here. You know, it's like, um, that's not what I want, you know? Yeah. And it's, David acknowledges that. He says, Lord, you don't want, uh, the altar, you know, you, it, you don't want the altar for the altar's sake. You know, yeah. you don't want the brazen calf for the brazen calf's sake. You want my heart to be in the right place when I do those things. Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing for us is that we have to acknowledge God desires a sacrifice of a broken and contrite heart, you know, in our acts of worship, in our singing, in our praying, in um, our attending worship, whether it's online or in person on May 31st, yeah. 9 o'clock and yeah. 30. Um, God doesn't want your singing for your singing sake. God doesn't want your prayers for your prayer's sake. God doesn't want the words that you speak for your word's sake, God wants your heart mm -hmm. to be uh, bowed down before him. And that's what Jonah lacks. Jonah lacks a heart change. We definitely see that uh, in chapter four, but we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, uh, where we see it so clearly his heart has not changed. But in this moment, we get a glimpse of that. It, it's hard because it's shrouded in this thankfulness. And I think Jonah was thankful. Who wouldn't be, you know? Yeah. I didn't die. Yeah. But, but his, his, um, in fact, I was reading a commentary that said, uh, basically Jonah is reiterating some of the Psalms. Some, so it's, uh, it's appropriate that we use David here as a Psalmist. Uh, basically Jonah's prayer is his own Psalm and he's using and piecing other Psalms that he knew by heart. But the difference of 
Jonah and those particular uh, psalms that he's referencing in his prayer is that typically those psalms, uh, when they're psalms of thanksgiving or vindication, mm-hmm. they're saying, God, I didn't do anything, and you, but you delivered me from my enemy. I didn't do anything wrong. But that's not the case here with Jonah. He doesn't acknowledge that he did something right or wrong. He just says, thank you, God. You know, thank yeah. you for saving me. So I, I, I think I think that's how we see those kind of things there. And, and I think that's how it applies to us, you know, as far as repentance goes, is it really is a heart issue. Yeah. We got to bow our hearts before the Lord. Yeah, I think you're right. One of, one of the things that came to my mind here was a, a, a psalm that I'm going to assume that Jonah probably knew. Um, but um, it, it, it's a prayer that, that he fails to pray here. Uh, and it's another psalm of David, Psalm 139. Uh, and I just want to read you know, the first few verses there, where God says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind me and before me and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? Um, that is what a broken and contrite heart looks like. Uh, and that is the exact opposite of what Jonah has. Mm-hmm. Jonah, Jonah knew that he couldn't run from God and yet he still tries to. Yeah. Uh, Jonah knew that um, if God had a plan for his life, that it was going to come to fruition, whether he wanted it to or not. Mm-hmm. And yet he still tries to run from it. And so even though, um, to kind of draw this to a close, even though he's saying the right things, his heart is not in the right place. Uh, and God knows that. Uh, God's, God's still going to use him in spite of himself uh, in, the, in the days ahead. And we'll, we'll see that uh, in, in the weeks ahead as we, as we continue on the book of Jonah. Go ahead. I say, yeah, I, w- I would like to say, too, because, you know, we're, we're kind of giving the, uh, Jonah the runaround here. You know, I mean, yeah. we're kind of harsh on him, you know. But the thing I'm struck with uh, in reading this and, and even last week is um, I feel like I, I sensed uh, the Lord showing me, you know, Derek, can't you see how your heart is sometimes like Jonas? Oh, yeah. You see how you um, uh, lack, uh, uh, um, you know, this heart of of posturing yourself before me. And man, I, I really can. So. Uh, I would say Jonah is a caricature for many of us in this yeah. day. We have to be cautious that we don't approach God in the same way, that we come before God um, not as self-righteous, but as humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that the, one of the reasons that I, I love the book of Jonah is because I see so much of myself in Jonah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it serves as this stark reminder of, Hey, don't get too far ahead of yourself, Jason, um, because you're right there with Jonah most of the time. Um, I, I can think of various moments in my life where God has pricked my heart to do something, and, I, and I've thought in that moment, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to go over there. I don't want to talk to that person. I don't want to do this thing. And, um, and yet, um, you know, barring the Lord bringing Psalm 139 to my mind or Psalm 51 to my mind or, or various other scriptures, I'm right there with Jonah in the belly of that fish, you know? Um, and, and I think, yeah, you're right. It's something for us to remember for sure. 
to not get uh, so self-righteous in our own thinking to think we're not right there with Jonah most of the yeah, time. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, that's going to kind of uh, finish up our time for today. We thank you for listening. We would love to interact with you. Um, if you'd like to uh, ask us a question or if there's something that we might could answer in a future podcast, we'd love for you to email us at the path at Lafayette or you can uh, message us on Facebook or comment on this YouTube video. Um, but until next time, uh, coming to you live from, like I said, the Rebel Base on Dakar. And, uh, as you can see, Derek there in the Millennium Falcon. I am Jason. I'm Derek. I've got to go uh, see if Chewie's finished fixing uh, something that he's working on. So uh, we'll sign out for now. Absolutely. You guys have a great day. And thank you for tuning in. All right. See ya.